Make more birdies. A bottle of bourbon, a little glass, and some ice. This is not a tip. This is a prescription, trust me. Mm. If you don't, you will fall out of balance. Welcome to Birdies and Bourbon. Sit down and have a sip. Welcome back, everybody, to the Birdies and Bourbon show. Dan, here we are at the top of the show. We've just left Florida, and we're heading to Charlotte, North Carolina, which, hold on, hold on. I'm thinking that it's supposed to be raining in Florida, and it's supposed to be nice in Charlotte this time of year. And I think we're getting the exact opposite of that. So I'm wondering how that's going to play out for the Wells Fargo Championship. I don't know. We're leaving the snake pit from last week. It has been raining. It's going to be soggy. I don't know. I don't know. What's the weather look like the entire week here? Uh, Let's take a look. I think it clears up a little bit after Wednesday, but um, I mean, it's going to be a long course. We'll get into that a little bit later. It doesn't look that bad. It's like partly cloudy. So it'll be all right. You'll be all right. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. They're going to have to dry that place out. But uh, hey, congratulations to Sam Burns, man. Yeah. First time Mm -hmm. winner on the PGA Tour. I need to get a. There you go. Cheers, Sam. Cheers, Sam. Mm-hmm. Mm. Hard, hard fought, man. Hard I fought. hope I don't get emotional on the show. I mean, he, he, <laughs> had, the, he, had, the, he had the waterworks rolling out there, baby. That, uh, that, hey, that player incentive program, definitely. I know, I know it's the player impact program. I personally like to call it the player incentive program because it's incentivizing these guys to do different things. I guess it's impacting them financially, but it's more incentivizing them for, and and hold on, speaking of, and hey, and by the way, Dan and I are not taking anything away. Real quick, before you go to that next point, I want to talk about the tiers real quick, because if he's calculating, and I'm not sure if he got it from Dusty, if it's five player impact points per tier i'd hate to see when ricky starts stops starts crying when he misses these cuts (laughs) (laughs) what i was getting ready to say was this is for entertainment purposes only dan and i are not professionals um anything that we do uh except for and we're not even professionals at drinking however this uh, this sagamore rye uh barrel pick that i'm going to be enjoying that we uh collabed with the rochester in Rochester, New York, Elite Barrel Pickers Club. Yeah. I'm getting so close to getting that right. Uh, this thing is so good. So good. Uh, so, but it's it's a player incentive program. I, I don't know how it's not. And uh, so, as a matter of fact, I was watching golf today. Uh, or golf live now, whatever the show is on golf channel. And, and they were talking about, cause uh, shit, what's the guy's name? I don't know if you can find it or not. I, I didn't pull it up, okay. but the guy that, that did the Monday, he qualified Monday. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. He's been mm-hmm. trying to get yeah. on tour. Mm-hmm. He's been trying to make a tournament, his first tournament. He's on the phone with his dad. They're calling. I, I called it a few weeks ago. I mean, it's like, is PGA turning into the WWF uh, of, uh, I Mike, guess there's only the- Scott, Mike Viscockis, or is that how you say uh, Mike Visacci. Visacci, okay. yeah. I think. Yeah. Visacki, yeah. Visacci, yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, what's the first time he's ever played in a tournament? So, of course, we don't know his name. But uh, what they were talking about was, I'm going to paraphrase. I'm going to put it in birdies and bourbons terms. And it, essentially, they were saying is, you can do it. You can kind of kind of hype yourself up, and you can kind of get there, but it's got to be real. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and I think, I mean, I'm kind of scratching my head. I'm joking about the whole WWF, WWE thing. But, I mean, is that it, 
But so you've got athletes, right? And back in the day when you had, uh, you know, you, you got, uh, you got Trevino and Rodriguez. I mean, you've got like this plethora of personalities out there that are engaging. Now, granted, 30 years ago, hell, even 20 years ago, you didn't have the social media aspect of things of, uh, you know, when Palmer, Nicholas, uh, you got all these guys that are playing golf and doing, you know, and, 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 and living their life. Also, they weren't under the scrutiny that golfers that anybody is under to anybody's under today. Right. So, so I think that where they were kind of coming from is, Hey, it's gotta be, it's gotta be genuine. Like if you're out there like playing the heel or, or, you know, whatever from, from the aspect of, Oh, I'm going to go create some content and it's not going to be legitimate or it's not going to be genuine. That's not what they're looking for. And I, I haven't read the rules uh, on how they're judging and how they're comparing all that stuff yet, except I think the more commercials you record, uh, the higher your incentive is going to be. So, uh, so I, I think that there's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see how they take, this sport that is so uh that that is just so anchored in uh heritage and the uh the values and the fundamentals of you know what golf has always been and what probably most people think golf is supposed to be and how do you keep it from becoming uh the x games yeah. Right. And, and, and kind of that that banter. And, and how do you keep it fair? And I, I think it's going to be a challenge for a lot of people. Right. I mean, if you look at Tiger and it, this is I'll get off of this in just a second. But if you look at Tiger. Right. I mean, Tiger's he was ranked. They, they did the evaluation. They looked at it and Tiger was ranked number one. Well, I wouldn't say it's because Tiger did anything except for go out and become the best golfer in the world. Yep. Yep. Right. And, and maybe, maybe, maybe allegedly, mm-hmm. uh, maybe one of the best golfers, thanks, uh, Madamsky, uh, allegedly the best golfer of all time. Yep. So, you know, and, and definitely if he's not number one, he's number two. Mm-hmm. So he, he did it, I think, in, in, in a fashion that was people aren't going out to look at. Uh, you know, Twitter boy, well, you know, what's he posting today? Or there, you're not going to watch commercials and what outfit are they wearing? I mean, he did it in a, in a way, you know, even prior to, could you imagine like fast forward and repeat that and what social media is today? I mean, what does that career look like? I don't know, maybe questionable, maybe not, but I think those are some of the, the challenges that people are going to have is how do you do it in a way that's organic, that connects to your audience and or the audience that the PGA wants you to connect with and, and that it's fluid, it's natural, and it's what people want to see without just creating that kind of, you know, I don't want to call it bogus, but how do you make sure you're not? I mean, our chat with Hudson last week was fan. You know, it was great. Right. I mean, we got the, we got the athlete on course and then, you know, we get, we had an opportunity to segue into some off course ventures and, and things that are happening and you know, real, real time struggles on the PGA tour, which, you know, I, I think, I, and I'm not saying that, that because it was our show. I mean, I think other people are doing a great job of that. But I think that's going to be a little bit of the challenge that that's going to happen. Uh, I mean, how many golf balls are you going to be able to, a hit into a uh, glass of Corona. I don't know. I've, I've never <laughs> seen it done except for on TV. So, but maybe we'll see it this week. Uh, Ricky is showing up at, um, yeah, he, he is showing up in, uh, in Charlotte, which he plays well at quail hollow. So is, I can yeah. understand why he's showing up there. I, Where's I Jordan that's... this week. 
You know, that's uh, that, that's a good one. And I uh, yeah, let me let me look and see. I don't know, do uh, do the little uh, play the song name, play the song. Play the song. I, know there, there, I know there's no song, but let me look and see if Jordan's got any history. I don't think he'll show up in Fantasy National because, yeah, he's not in the field, so he's not going to show up. I don't know. I mean, he's had to have played here before. Yeah, but I, I, I don't know. You know where I would say Jordan is. So um, so Spieth's got to win. And, oh, hold on. Before we go there, before we go there, I guess I let the cat out of the bag. If you had to, if for, from this point in the 21 season, mm-hmm. if you had to name uh, player of the year, I don't know, we could call it, you could call it player of the year, or you could call it, I'm going to call it the MVP. So I guess player of the year, right? Or you could call it most improved. Either way, you, uh, you take it whichever direction okay. you want to go. Mm-hmm. Who, who is who is that person? Stuart Sink. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Two wins. Pulling for the, the old timer, are you? Two wins. I, I'm not arguing. I'm not, he is definitely in my top five. Okay. Definitely in my top five. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason he is not my number one is because... Uh, and again, I mean this respectfully. Who was talking about Stuart Sink prior to the first of the two wins? It's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah, that, that's right. why I put him as player. Like, like, holy cow, this guy kind of popped. Where did he come from? And I love yeah, seeing and, it. Yeah. And I think that's that. Hey, I couldn't argue that Stuart Sink is not my number two guy. Mm-hmm. My number one is Jordan Spieth. I mean, and I, I, we're, I don't know why we're talking about him because I, you, you got, see, you got me off on this tangent over here. You, you're feeding me booze and you got me off on a tangent over here. So here I go. Don't but, you, don't you do that. Don't you try to say, I made you go down this road. You just want to get him pip points. That's what you want. Pip points. <laughs> Now, see, for Jordan Spieth, I think it is player impact points. I think that Jordan Spieth is doing it the right way. And and absolutely, I want to get him pit points. I want him in the top 10. He, the, 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 uh, what they pulled was not in the top 10. He was, he, I don't think he was in this the top 10. This is called 10. the Cal, the Cal Spieth, uh, pip, pip, uh, kicker. <laughs> <laughs> I hope we get a bonus off of that. I, we need to look at the bylaws and see if there's any, is there anything that says that we can't be, we can't be rewarded from the PIP program, but we could be rewarded outside of the PIP program. That's right. We'll take like signed golf balls. That's right. We'll take your old socks. We'll take yeah, whatever you got. We'll take, but I, I don't know how it can't be Jordan Spieth. I mean, this is a guy that is, uh, I mean, he went from, so and the reason I say the two are different and, and there's an age difference there, obviously, but you've got Stuart Sink that I don't want to say nobody was talking about it. He's a damn good golfer. He's shown and, and has been, and he's definitely showing it. Um, with his, uh, you know, most recent performance, but I mean, everybody, everybody was just riding Spieth. I yeah. mean, they were riding yeah. him like Seabiscuit, man. I, I mean, it's like, it's <laughs> like, how is that dude ever going to come back? And you're just dogging somebody out. And then, you know, you go out and you make that turnaround. Does it continue? I don't know. Golf's a tough sport, especially at that level. So, I mean, we'll see if that's something that they continue on and, and they pull through, but yeah, I, I think it's, I think it's gotta be speed. I, I don't even, I don't know what anybody else could do. I guess you could go out and win like uh four, uh, uh, Hideki, is he going to, now you can't go out and win four majors this year. Not going to happen. Hideki mm-hmm. ain't going to win another one this year. So mm-hmm. uh, I, I'm not wishing that he doesn't. I just he may, he may win happen. the Olympics though in Japan. He could. Now that, that's not, yeah. yeah, his arm will probably be sore from holding the, holding the flame. <laughs> Oh, that's uh, sake. I don't know. Oh, that's sake. 
let's see. Siri's trying to. Uh, so, so, hey, the PGA is listing. Siri oh. is. Uh, oh, yeah, they're definitely listing. Uh, so, Fowler showing up this week versus last week or the week before. Uh, it's like, hey, I'm going to show up to to the uh, to a uh, a major esque field and intend to um, uh, to compete. I don't know. Where was he at last week? Where was he at the week before? How long has it been since Fowler's played, by the way? He didn't play the Masters. It's been a while. He hadn't played, he hadn't played since the Masters, right? Or he had, I mean, it's been previous to the Masters since he's played. I can look. Hold on. TPC, I guess? Uh, how much was he? Uh, well, pricey. Uh, well, hold on. I can tell you. Uh, he's in the 80... 7,800 bucks. Whew. Did you ever think you'd see Ricky Fowler price at $7,800? He played the Valero, uh, the 17th at the Valero. Yeah, okay. All right. So there you go. <laughs> he played Honda. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, so I, just I before know. the Masters, right? Like you said. Yep. Yep. Oh, you know what he's doing? He's showing up to Quell Hollow and he's going to bird dog Stuart Sink. He's hooking up. He's like, hey, man, uh, I need my guy, my person to get with your person. I need to see your calendar. And I'm playing every tournament. I know I'm on repeat on that. But I mean, I don't know why he's not doing that. What's he like 105th, 106th in the world right now? 111th, I thought. Who, Ricky? Yeah, I think yeah, it's 110. Yeah. I think it's 110. So it's like, yeah, it, it, it got to be, well, you don't have to be a little more selective. I mean, if the guy never plays another competitive round of golf again, I'm sure he's in good shape. But as an athlete, as a, as a PGA professional, I'm sure that's not the situation that he wants to be in 116 um there you go so uh yeah he and phil he and phil are neck and neck (laughs) seriously 115 116 you think i i know i think both those guys will be in my lineup this week you think they have a um you think they've got a bet side bet on who finishes uh and, and here's that do you do you bet who finishes worse or who finishes better better of course yeah i mean yeah so uh, well, we should take that bet right now. You want to take you, that? Do you remember what bet you and I were doing like this time last year? Would Phil finish oh, the year he, outside finish the top 50? 50. Yeah. 50. yeah. 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 Now he's like 115. Well, he's going to turn it around this week. I see him making the cut <laughs> and, uh, and making something happen. Believer. Come on. Believer. <laughs> there comes the shades. Here come the shades. <laughs> Uh, I think I, I actually been seeing some good signs of life out of Phil. I mean, um, he's been, I yeah, and Andy, he dropped the uh, the yacht master or whatever he was wearing back for the Cellini watch, and yeah, he's like, I mean, the old times. Let the old times roll. That's let, right. Let the, I mean, why wouldn't you? Oh yeah. Uh, shout, hey, shout out to Mike Weir on the Champions Tour, holding off 100%. John Daly, mm-hmm. holding off the Canadian Mike Weir, previous Masters champion. Uh, I think he's been battling some injuries here of, of or in the past, at least. Uh, so he holds out. Daly was looking good, man. D- talking about uh, some uh, some health challenges, but at Daly with uh, bladder cancer, I think he's got that all kind of squared away and under control. So. Um, looking good there daily, uh, what's it? 17. I'm not going to call the, the hole because I, I don't, I forget what it was. I was, uh, I was knee deep in my, I was reusing my, well, not reusing. 
I was uh, taking advantage of the leftover simple syrup I had from all the derby money that I mm. lost making those damn mint juleps. I was working on some old fashions uh, and some riffs on those. But uh, but daily, you know, he, he chunks it in the water and then Weir is just absolutely on fire. Uh, pen hunting out there and gets it done. So cheers to the Canadian Mike Weir. Fantastic uh, week for the Canadians. Good to see you there, eh? Uh, And yeah, so I don't know. It's weird. Does Weir win another Masters? I'm going to say no, but uh, (laughs) maybe maybe he contends and makes a cut. You never know. What'd you think about the Derby? I saw your your post Uh, on the old uh, gram and I threw it up on uh, YouTube. So if YouTube and Facebook, so it'll be up there now. You making your mint julep out of your pin hook. Well, let me tell you what I thought about it. I mm-hmm. thought the mint julep was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I used uh, Bourbon County 2018 release uh, bourbon from Pinhook. Uh, I, that, I think that complemented it really well. I t- uh, was it Godfrey bourbon that used Pinhook as well? Used the same release? I, don't, I think it was Godfrey. It could have been somebody else. But I, I thought it was absolutely fantastic. It was a hell of a lot better than my bets were. <laughs> it's like, and, and no, and then, and then insult to injury. You got Baffert on that. Well, the little horse that could, Oh, we knew he had a big heart, but uh, you know, it's like uh sea biscuit esque. Well, let's just get out in the lead because he didn't let other horse passes. I mean, what a story. It's like the PGA, uh, uh, the, 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 uh, the national thoroughbred association, all these people, all of these, it's scripted. I, I think Vince McMahon is sending out C and D's immediately. And why are you copying my scripts? <laughs> That's good. I like that. <laughs> this is cease and desist central over here. And I don't know. I, I don't know. It was, here's, you know, here's what I think about the Derby. It was fun. Had a good time whipping up some food and whipping up some cocktails. But how in the hell does a two-minute event... It, 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 I'm, I'm definitely going off the deep end here. It, it reminds me of sex. Oh, boy. How, do, how does a two-minute event... How is that... And why? How does it require like a four-hour... Uh, <laughs> four hours of pre-gaming <laughs> to get to two minutes of here we go. I, and I don't know. I mean, I, I get it though. I mean, I understand. And it's like, Hey, we've got one time a year to do this. It is a big deal. I mean, there's a lot of money flowing around. You, they, they bought that horse. Uh, yeah, it was um, like, like 10,000 or 20,000 bucks or something like that. Wasn't it? Uh, the names escaped me because it hurt me. So was it uh, um, Medina? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Medina, mm-hmm. That, like $35,000 or yeah. something. Mm-hmm. And no, but I mean, as a, you know, as a, as a cult bought him for much less, but I think he bought him like 35,000. It's like, Oh yeah, that little thing isn't going to be able to do anything. We'll see where we go from here. And uh, so, you know what this has taught me? It's taught me don't bet against Rory McElroy and always, always bet on Bob Baffert. Medina spirit. Yep. Yeah. But uh, yeah. And uh, all the horses that I bet, uh, actually my, I did bet on the second place horse, which was not horrible. And I did bet on the third place horse, which was not horrible, but, uh, but all my winning bets outright. uh, Yeah. Totally got hosed on those. That was, um, that yeah, that shot in the dark. So yeah, you didn't see anything after that because uh, I was just uh, I had the IV of the mint juleps in. On uh, do I look like I've? Get, by the way, did my hat. I was trying to cover up my cheeks. Did it do it? Yep, sure did. 
Oh, perfect. And th- that jacket. I, oh, I was wondering when you were going to get online with your jacket and do your little event. Didn't fit. Uh, oh, did, you couldn't, <laughs> couldn't, couldn't squeeze into the old sports coat, could you? Exactly. Uh, hey, did we talk about the, uh, the Ricky Fowler PGA thing yet? Ooh, speaking of, no, but we did talk about Ricky Fowler earlier, but I'm glad you brought that up because here's what I'm thinking. What a can of worms this potentially opens up, right? Mm-hmm. Because, and especially since you, uh, since you've got the player in impact program, player incentive program, I don't know. I mean, I know they, there's a formal title for it, but I'm just saying it's like, well, okay. So Ricky Fowler essentially gets a PGA sponsor exemption mm-hmm. for the PGA championship. Right. 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 Yep. And I, under, I, well, <clears throat> I think we disagree on this. I understand why they're doing it. I understand the value that it brings from, uh, let's see, farmers, from from all the sponsorship standpoint. I understand why they're pulling Fowler into this. However, did the PGA just advantage Ricky Fowler Mm -hmm. in the PIP program that's going to now put him over people that are playing in more tournaments? That's a good point. That may be engaging more on social media. Mm -hmm. And and it's no secret. And and I don't mean this as a dig. And and I do, I respect and understand people that have been doing this a long time, both on the, can we call ourselves media? Uh, content providers. Mm -hmm. I I can understand how if you've been a content provider, be it media or in whatever platform and you've, you know, you, you've vested uh, or invested multiple years and, and dollars, et cetera. And, and easily, very easily, you could be one of the people that, Hey, I want to start a podcast or I want to start a show or I want to do this. And you run it for a month or two months or whatever, based on your relationships. And then it just drops off and dies off and you get nothing out of it. And you've got other folks like, you know, I did, hopefully I can mention names. I think I can, it's our show and it's not negative, but you've got CBS, right. That where, you know, where there's a vested, vested interest across multiple media channels and, you know, it's like, okay, Hey, well, we have to make sure we're managing things right. We have to make sure that we're, um, that, that we, that we have a continuous or continual avenue for players to have, or, 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 or personalities to have access to a channel, to be able to voice, you know, who they are, what they are, what they do, you know, did, and kind of things go on. But I think they just advantaged Ricky Fowler to be, not to say that he wouldn't be anyway, because in that model, I think he was in the top five. I don't have it pulled up, but I think that the PGA, if they, I mean, if I'm Max Homa, yeah. well, well yeah. hold on. Well, Max Homa doesn't need, he doesn't need an exemption, but if I'm, I'm just you know, thinking about uh, Phil Mickelson, he's a previous winner, I believe. So he's going to be able to play uh, Jimmy Walker. Uh, well, but uh, would Jimmy Walker won? Jimmy Walker won the PGA Championship. Wouldn't it? Wouldn't he, 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 can play. Getting so the, he can play. He can play. Yeah, he can play. He yep. was getting the uh, picture at Quail yep. Hollow yep. Uh, saw him there. Yep. a few right. years ago. Yeah, yep. that's not a good. Um, one. So, but I guess. My, but my point is, is you've got somebody like HV three. Okay, HV three. I don't know that he's qualified. He could be. I guess we should be looking up who's qualified. But just, just use him as an example. Just use him as an example. Yeah. So if he's not, and and now you've advantaged somebody that uh, that can play that couldn't, didn't qualify, but you're giving him a pass. Well, why does Ricky, I, and I know why Ricky Fowler gets the pass. Ricky gets the pass because he, he, he there, I mean, the fan base is there. Oh, 
Um, Will Zalatoris, I don't think he's qualified for the PGA Championship. Probably not. Probably. Uh, I'm going to look. Take, take the lead uh, on this. For he a might have. Maybe he's like top 20 in FedEx points. He probably has. But the point being is like, should he get an exemption even though he hasn't qualified? And it's like, it's like they give these things out from time to time, but it's a slippery slope, right? I mean, if he doesn't qualify, why should you put him in there? Says he done a lot for golf. Yeah, I and mean, golf's done a lot for him too. So I don't know, man. It's it's just one of those things where it just seems like a little unfair. It seems like it could be perceived as being, you know, favoritism towards somebody. And uh, if it was, if it was a rocket mortgage, cool. Yeah, he's a sponsor. Yeah, absolutely. But for the well, PGA, they didn't live in the that, Masters. That that's well, yeah exactly. It didn't. Hey, and again, by no means are we dogging out. We're, we're, I'm not arguing. I mean, it, it is what it no, is. No, it's yeah, not about Ricky so, really so that much. It, more than sort of about like why are they giving people like this an exemption where they don't they didn't qualify? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, shit. I'm trying to look up the guy's For name. A major. That, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to look the the gentleman's name up that uh, that qualified last week. Mike. Uh, uh, on the um, for the PGA professionals, he uh, he won the oh. tournament. He qualified. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, nevertheless, I, I don't know. Um, you know, it's uh, again we're we are not professionals, so there you go. And uh, I, I I think it's I think they're I mean they're the PGA. They can do whatever they want to do, but I think as soon as you don't do it. Then, I mean, how, how do you, I know, I don't know. I just, from the outside looking in, I can kind of see how you've singled something out and said, Hey, this is marketing dollars. But now that you put the, or, you know, th- this is uh, you know, we're going to do this for, from a marketing perspective. I totally get it. I'm happy to see him there. I'm not, there's nothing wrong with it from my perspective no. other than, well, is there somebody else that's in the, that's playing better golf that has a better chance to compete then, then, you know, said player. And, you know, I, I think, does it, does it come back to bite him if he doesn't make the cut? And there's, seem, like it, the, here's the other thing too. There seems to be a lot of controversy around Ricky right now. And, and again, we were Ricky fans and we like watching the guy play. It's, it's all great and all fun. I heard Faldo got in a little, little bit of trouble with getting his hand slapped because of the comment he made about Fowler and maybe he shouldn't be shooting him in commercials and this and that. And then they asked Ricky about it. And Ricky's like, I got a great team. I do what I do and this and that. But I mean, there's just a lot of controversy. When a star like this falls this far from, you know, the sun, if you will, to where like he's like out of the top 100, he's not qualifying for events. We saw it with speed. They didn't get as bad as where it's gotten with Ricky. Ricky's gotten really bad. I mean, he's out of the top 100. He's like 115, 116 in the world. And he's got so many people that are counting on him. It's getting kind of odd out there. It's getting What's really it, odd. It was a big investment, right? Yeah. I mean, clearly, clearly it was a big investment. I mean, look at what the PGA just did. They said, hey, here you go. Come come play. I mean, there's a lot of – and not only – I mentioned it earlier. Not only with Ricky, uh, but in, from his standpoint, I mean, Ricky is the – he's the medium that gets to the fans – but, you know, think about all the advertising, right? I mean, I think this is the first Corona uh, sponsorship that I've just seen, right? I'm sure that that just didn't pop up. But I don't recall Ricky being a sponsor for Corona. No, and, I don't think so. No. Mm-mm. Yeah. So is that uh, how much of that $40 million did Corona foot the bill for 
to uh, hey yeah hey we're we're there and uh, and and we'll take it. Looked like they were at Baker's Bay, by the way. Did did um do you think they actually paid Ricky to be part of that? Or you know, I mean, maybe <laughs> maybe, maybe they did. Maybe they paid him like double because it was corona and they got this huge problem with the coronavirus so like grabbing on to whoever who do we got who's got a great q score give me ricky give me this guy <laughs> give me tommy romo <laughs> hey it, it could do you be think ricky has be. a great while we're on this up do you think he has a great career in broadcasting after his um, playing days are over uh, personally i do not I, I don't think he wants one i don't think he's going to go that avenue i think that's um I think he's going to turn into the, uh, he's going to be the Peyton Manning of commercials. I mean, he already is. Okay. I was just wondering, is, I just thought about because of the whole um, Romo with the Corona thing. So, No, yeah. no, okay. I, I okay. think there are two completely different people there. And I think now JT, I think yes. Uh, and I, 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 I like Ricky's personality and, and all that stuff. Uh, I don't think Spieth has a, has a play, you know, the, the boys club. I don't think Spieth has got it. Uh, I'd mentioned Smiley Kaufman, but you'd be, you would know who I was talking about once again. And uh, I, I think it's JT. What do you say? I think, uh, Hey, I think uh, fat ass ought to be worked into uh, every broadcaster's repertoire. It could so. be Kepka. <laughs> he loves doing those Michelob commercials. He Speaking might... of where's, where's Kepka at this weekend? You said he was on a boat somewhere. I think <laughs> I, did, I did see some pictures and uh, there was not a lot of clothes and there was a lot of sunshine. So uh, it looks like he's having a good time. Uh, so I, I, I don't know, man. I think the, um, I think that, uh, I, yeah, I, hopefully this, um, uh, I hope it's actually a podcast incentive program <laughs> and it encourages players to come on more podcasts like ours. That's I what so. I really hope happens. I hope so too. Uh, and, so. and, and we'll, we will be uh, as PG as needed. And uh, you know, I, I won't get too drunk and, uh, and lick you. You're going to disappoint some people with that. You're going to disappoint some people with that. They're looking forward to that out of you. <laughs> well, okay, then. Uh, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll double fist it through the whole show. Never mind. But, yeah, I, I don't know. I think that it, it's going to be interesting to see. I, I think the whole PGA thing. Well, uh, well you know what? We've got, um, we've got PB coming up in a couple weeks. So we'll have to ask PB what he thinks about. Uh, and, ah, shit, PB probably doesn't care. He's probably uh, he, he's still in the Dominican uh, working on his tan. So he's having a good time. Yep. Yeah. Uh, what did we miss? Uh, what did we miss last week? Uh, nothing. I mean, I think the Derby was fun. Sam Burns. Uh, I was a little disappointed with Keegan and Max Homa. Uh, yeah. Did uh, so. I think Keegan definitely lost the tournament. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I mean, Sam Burns won. Played. You know, played better than everybody else. Sure. Yeah. Keegan got awfully twitchy towards the end, man. I yeah. mean, he just he just kept second guessing, second guessing. I know I know the wind was up down there, and you know the the heat is on. Uh, putter kind of bit him in the ass a little bit. Oh man, yeah. He's mm. uh, he, he's got to. I mean, I saw a lot of this. There was a lot uh, of easy putts, easy putts he missed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Could you imagine watching Keegan and Bubba? in a group together. I mean, you get involved in the like, and I mean, shuffler. My, my neck would be sore from all that. Uh, you know, Hey, but again, I, maybe I need to start doing that. Maybe that's why I'm such a shitty golfer. So mm. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. 
Uh, and Max is disappointed, disappointed on Sunday. I mean, what did he shoot on Sunday? It was plus two or three or something. Yeah, I think plus three. And he, yeah, was, and he I, was like I, one yeah. off the lead going into that. Yeah. I know. I, I thought uh, I, I expected a lot more out of him. But, you know, hopefully he's not wearing it on his shoulder. I think I'm going to find him in my DraftKings lineup this mm. week as uh, maybe the first, uh, first person to defend the title at uh, the Wells Fargo Championship. Uh, maybe. Maybe we'll see. I think I might be playing for a one and done. One and done. Oh, are you? Yeah. Oh, definitely feed, feeding the machine over here. Feeding feed the machine. All right. So let's take a break. Uh, and when we come back, we'll get into our picks and predictions for the Wells Fargo Championship. Cheers. I guess I better pour another drink. <laughs> this is Paul Coughlin from Taconic Distillery, listening to Birdies and Bourbon. Welcome back, everybody. And yes, the glass is refilled. Dan, as mentioned, we're heading to Charlotte. Quail Hollow Club, par 71, 7,521 yards. So uh, we'll see where we wind up at in Charlotte. You and I both have been here a couple times. I think we hit the PGA there one year. Yep. And uh, I think we went for for the Wells Fargo Championship. Mm -hmm. So uh, Quail Hollow is designed by George Cobb in 1961. Arnold Palmer modified in 1986, redesigned by Tom Fazio in 1997. And once again, Fazio updated it for the 2017 PGA Championship. Uh, As mentioned, and as we're playing this week, home of the Wells Fargo Championship, uh, be on the lookout because Quail Hollow will be hosting the President's Cup in 2022 and once again hosting the PGA Championship in 2025. Dan, if we haven't burned any bridges, uh, we probably ought to go ahead and uh, request those media passes. Ooh. Um, so let's see, previous winners. 2020, they did not have a tournament at Quail Hollow due to COVID. It was canceled. 2019, Max Homa. 2018, Jason Day. 2017, Brian Harmon. And 2016, James Hahn. Mm. Um, let's see. So who's coming up this week? Uh, well, in, in the tournament. So this is going to be a big Big boys golf course. Uh, I think the uh, the uh, the rough is going to be less penal than it was last week, um, so shouldn't be too bad for the guys. Uh, however, this course does rank in, year after year in the top ten of the toughest golf courses on tour. Um, you know, give or take fifty percent for fairways hit. Uh, I guess if there's an advantage here. The greens are probably some of the easiest. Well, I shouldn't say the easiest. The greens are going to be the easiest part of the course out there. So if somebody's struggling with putting, that's probably going to be where they can make a little bit of hay. But, uh, but yeah, all in all, it should be a great tournament at Quail Hollow. And, uh, yeah, there has never been a defending or uh, defending champion at Quail Hollow. And let's see who's in the field this week. So we've got the world number. I'm sorry. We have the uh, top two players in the FedEx cup and JT and DeChambeau. Uh, Obviously JT, a winner there. 
uh, won his uh, first, uh, I think it's his first major. Yep. Uh, yep. First and only. PGA, mm-hmm. PGA, PGA champ. Got to rub it in, dude. <laughs> Salt in the wound. Uh, PGA championship. Uh, let's see who else. Um, two-time FedEx champion Roy McElroy will be showing oh, up this week. Oh, boy. Hey, and I like me some Roy McElroy. I don't know where you're getting this from. I don't know where you're getting this from. I like it. I like it. And I believe he still holds the course record there. Uh, for his uh, 2010 final round of 62, uh, hold, scratch that, scratch that, scratch that. Um, shut a 61 in 2015. Okay. Um, let's see. McElroy's finished outside of the top 10 uh, two times in, uh, in nine starts. Mickelson. Um, 17 of 18 tournaments here he's shown up so i like uh i like lefty to make a little comeback oh boy here we go <laughs> shades <laughs> uh Zalatoris hasn't missed a cut this year and uh but first time playing at this tournament max homa is the defending champion as the 2019 winner will he get it done willie i think so Ricky Fowler. Mm. What a spark he's going to need to finish this thing off. Uh, he's got two top tens in his past 29 events. Uh, he's ranked, uh, uh, ranked outside the top hundred in the world. However, he did win his first PGA tournament t- tour title at the Wells Fargo uh, championship in 20. 20- 12 and T four in 2019. So I don't know. It's a good, it's a good course for him. You know, uh, he plays well there. So like you said, you like Rory and him both there and say, Hey, if you're going to get a spark, this is the kind of place that would get these guys that kind of spark changes to the course. Number one tournament T raised three feet or better for a better view of the hole. Number 10 left side fairway bunker extended 32 yards in total length. Pine trees were added to the right side of number 14th green and behind the 15th tee. Um, there also have been renovations to the driving range and short game areas. Um, so yeah, interesting. Yeah. Well, no doubt it comes down to the finishing stretch on this, uh, 16, 17 and 18. I mean, just, just a beast. Um, you know, they're, uh, the whole 14, the par four dog leg, you know, that that's another one. Uh, yeah, it, it's going to be a great tournament. Um, I hate that we're not going to be there in person this year, maybe next year, uh, it will be 2022 and they will have the PGA championship. Maybe we can get a picture with the trophy. Let's get into DraftKings, Dan. Let's, uh, let's give it a rundown. All right, here we go. Welcome back to the show, Dan. Let's get into the Wells Fargo Championship. Oh, yeah. Ooh, looking forward to this. It's in my backyard, buddy. Mm-hmm. It is in your backyard. Are you going to get the permission slip signed to get down there? Are you, uh, <laughs> you going to play this one virtual? Uh, I think this one's going to be virtual. Uh, I might be able to get over there. We'll see. We'll see. It's uh, it's nasty here today. It's rainy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, same here. So, uh, star-studded lineup, man. we got a few people we haven't seen since, uh, as we mentioned, uh, at the top of the show. But uh, let's get into this thing at $10,000 and a Above, probably the favorite coming into the week, Justin hey, Rory, Thomas. Oh, 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 sorry. 
Oh, <laughs> already going there on me, are you? Hey, I, we're not doing one and done yet, okay? There's we're plenty of doing, pools to hit on Quail Hollow. Plenty of pools we, out there. <laughs> we are we are not doing one and done yet, so don't uh, don't drag me down that road just uh-huh. yet. However, so uh, let's see who is in the ten thousand a better uh, big hitters. So JT. Mm-hmm. Bison, mm. Rom, X-Man, Weber. Oh, talk about in your backyard. I mean, Weber, did he live on like the first tee box I mean, or something? He lives out there somewhere. Um, yeah, really close. And and the Irishman, Rory McIlroy, <laughs> coming in at $10,000 and above. Uh, who do we like here? Well, I mean, I don't know. JT last week, uh, I mean, he didn't look bad. Uh, I don't so know. So you never watched the- him on the green then, right? <laughs> well, hey, he, he said he was happy with everything that was happening. It just uh, just his putter wouldn't work for him. Yeah, I'd say so. Exactly. Um, yeah. But uh, but once again, of course, he's played really well at. Uh, he was the winner here in 2017, I believe. Uh, nope, he was not the winner in 2017. Who? A JT won the PGA here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see. Got to get my, uh, got to get my numbers right. I got to, I got to brush up on my fantasy national jargon here. Uh, get my screen set up. So the, the one thing that's coming out of this is there are three actual quail hollow courses. So just in the setup, I picked the two quail hollows, uh, and did not pick the PGA course. I got a little bit different setup from the PGA standpoint, but, uh, looking at past 24 rounds and, uh, on top of the leaderboard, man, Rory McIlroy coming mm-hmm. in. I mean, he's got ones a long way across there, but definitely coming into this thing in different form than he has in the past. Absolutely. Uh, so I don't know who do you like? Who you like in the uh, ten thousand? And better column. I do like JT here. I mean, JT had some good history here. You look at the last last twenty four rounds. Quill Hollow, eighteenth uh, shots gained total, fourth tee to green, thirteenth ball striking, twenty second DK points. The putter here wasn't working either because he won one hundred two, ranked one hundred and two <laughs> in putting. So I, I don't know. What are you going to get for eleven thousand three hundred dollars? Uh, we'll see. <clears throat> Ninth off the tee. Um, yeah. I mean, gosh, it's it's yeah, it's sick. It's sick. Yeah. Um, I like him here. Uh, Bryson's got pretty good history here. Just the around the green number looks a little red. Uh, I mean, he's been playing great. DK points 13th in this field, uh, 16th in putting here, 10th on approach, 38th off the tee. That's probably got some rounds in there. He's only played six rounds here, but um, yeah, I mean, if, if, J, if JT's making putts at Valspar, mm-hmm. does he win it? Does he win it? Probably. If he's making putts? Probably, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, that's the only thing, which, I mean, that's it's pretty important. But, I mean, outside of that, you know, I yeah, I, I don't know, man. Uh, but, yeah, won the PGA, uh, won 2017 PGA here. So, uh, I don't know. I'm not going down the $11,300 road, even though it's probably going to bite me in the ass. But uh, I'm going to look elsewhere. Uh, John Rahm. He looked really good at Zurich. Um, he's that what I mean, the dude's been solid throughout the year. Uh, where's Rombo at in uh, in finishes? Uh, Here, uh, just fourth in 2017. Yeah, so which I'm not showing any data on him though in the main field here on Vanity National last uh, 24 rounds which is strange yeah 
Uh, yeah, so 2017, he placed fourth. Uh, I'm not going down the ROM road. I'm, I'm going in a different direction. Webb Simpson, uh, guess who else is going to have him in their lineup? Uh, guess who isn't? I'm not going to have him in my lineup. I may play him a little bit. He's going to be heavy chalk for sure. I mean, I, I don't know. Is Webb Simpson going to get more play than JT? Um, you know, at uh, what is he, $1,100 cheaper? I don't know. That's probably a pretty safe start for me. I don't know how you could argue with the X-Man and what he's been doing out there. I mean, he's definitely, um, uh, uh, he hasn't played since the masters, I believe. Third. Yeah. And, uh, he just let Hideki get away from him. Right. I mean, but played damn good. So yeah, he's been playing great um, golf. I mean, you can't count him out. And he missed a cut the players. A lot of people missed to cut the players. 39th at the WGC Mexico and 15th at Genesis. Second waste management, second farmers, fifth for uh, tournament of champions. So yeah, just playing really solid golf. I mean, it's hard to, so added, out of this category, all these guys, I think JT's the guy I'm going for. I also, I mean, you can't count Rom out and Xander's playing good golf. Webb, I mean, what do you think about Webb here? I mean, this is, it really is in his backyard. This is his home course, right? Fan favorite, man. Yeah. It's got to mean something. We got fans showing back up. Uh, he knows the course extremely well. So I don't know how uh, Webb isn't going to be a favorite. Um, ninth at RBC Heritage, 12th at the Masters, missed the cut at the players, 6th at WGC Mexico. I mean, that's a really good run. A silent, well, really good run. And, and at uh, the Wells Fargo, 20, yeah. uh, 2019, he was T18, 2018, T21. Yeah. Missed the cut in 17 and 16, but T2 and 15. Yeah. So he might, he some, might win this week. He might win this we, week. We've yeah. got, some, got some course history here. I'll tell you who I'm getting on this week, okay. man. All right, who do you like? Uh, I'm getting on the Irishman, buddy. Are you? Uh, I, I am. I, I don't. I mean, how can you argue with how this guy plays the course? Uh, I mean, you know, it's no secret in, in where his game's been. T8 in 19, T16 in 18, T4 in 16. And he won here in 2015. I don't. Does it get any better than that, to be honest? I, I don't know if it does or not. No, um, no, it's pretty freaking good. Uh, what is he? Uh, two point. Uh, just shy of three strokes gained on the field over 38 rounds here. If he's going to get it back together, I think this is where he does it. It's it's a good fit. It's a good fit. I like the course history. uh, And uh, I mean, he's, he's, uh, he plays well here. Now going back here, looking at the past results, I probably, I mean, Webb and Bryson both missed the cut in 16 and 17. Um, I don't consider that, a big uh, red flag for either one because you know bryson's transformed since then and then you know webb's had a good history here so yeah i I mean this whole category looks good to me but of the guys i like the most i'd say jt jt and webb for me you're going you're going rory i'm getting on rory man if it again if he's making a comeback this is where he's going to do it at it you know as we talked about at the top of the show i mean this is a big course um he's going to bring the driver can the all putter right. get hot? I don't know. We'll see. Uh, all right. So let's jump to the $9,000 range and talk about who we like there. We got two first time players uh, that uh, one is real hot. The other one was, and he's kind of cooled off a little bit. We got Javi and Cantley. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
uh, at $9,800 and $9,600 respectively. And uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I think both of those guys uh, coming in. I mean, Javi definitely looks good. Yeah, he does. Uh, coming he into this thing. Good. So yeah. I'm like, eh, okay, I don't know how I could uh, steer clear of that guy. I mean, other than the fact that, you know, he hasn't played here before, but. I don't know. I mean, this is the type of place he really could clean up. I mean, he's got that straight, that that iron striking and off the tee and just Tita green. He's such a solid player. Let's look at him. Last couple starts here. Third, the third last week at the Vlauspar 21st at the masters missed the cut. The players 49th API second WGC fifth Genesis second farmers. I mean, just playing really freaking good golf. Now, now can't lay, Cantley has been cooling lately. Oh my gosh, listen to this. Yeah, missed the yes. cut, RBC. Missed the cut, Masters. Missed the cut, players. 15, third, second before that. But, I mean, three missed cuts in a row. Where's, where's his head at right now? I have no idea. And uh, the first time he's going to see the course, I'm going the exact opposite direction. That T3 from Javi last week uh, at the Valspar. And, uh, yeah, I'm liking him here. Definitely over Cantlay for the extra two hundred. Let me get a pen. Uh, so I've already picked Cantlay. I'm going to go ahead and take a penalty shot on him and take him again, just because of what you just. I'm just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I mean, yeah. who knows? The guy's a solid player, but holy cow, the recent yeah. form has not been good. Yeah. Nah, some, something's happening. Yeah. Something's happening here. Yeah. So uh, who else? Tony Finau. I mean, it's kind of like uh, you know what, what's um, top five Tony. Know, yeah. Uh, t- I mean, uh, I'll take a top five. So we haven't seen him since the Masters, where he finished a T10. Uh, uh, he did miss the cut at Valero. Uh, let's take a look at Tony's history at Quail Hollow. So T60 and 19, T21 and 18. Didn't play in 17, T28 and T16 and 16 and 15. So I don't know. You got, uh, I mean, I'd put. I mean, how can, I mean, you want to, you want to hey, take the bet that Tony doesn't make the top five? I'm going to take the bet. I th- No, I'm not going to take that bet. No, <laughs> no. I think Tony plays well here. He's got good recent form. Uh, I think that Tony and Max Homer, is gonna, they're going to tie. <laughs> and it's a push. <laughs> it's a push. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I, I don't know how you can get away from, uh, from Tony uh, again. Hey, as long as you like a T5 in your lineup, uh, you know, that's uh, kind of there. So here's the guy I want to talk about. Hasn't played here before. Um, had, had a hell of a showing at the Masters. I don't think we've seen him since the Masters. I don't think he's missed a cut in 2021. But Will Zalatoris. Uh, I mean, how can, how's this guy like not in your lineup every single time he plays, uh, what's he ranked uh, 27th in the world right now. Mm. And, uh, and he's coming in on a sponsor's invite. Mm. Mm. Maybe a little something to prove, huh? <clears throat> yeah. I, how can you not play him? Yeah. 42nd, the RBC second, the masters 21st players, 10th API 22nd WGC. I mean, the guy's just been on flat out fire. He's got something to prove. He doesn't have his card yet. To, you know, to your point. I mean, yeah, he is in, he's definitely going in lineups this week. Absolutely. Uh, let's his see. kind of course too. Yeah. I, I would think so. Yeah. I yeah. would think it sets up really well for him. Yeah. Uh, Patrick Reed, good track record here. Uh, done nothing wrong with, uh, even though he didn't make the cut at Valspar. I don't know. He was, he was on the bubble. I think he had the putt on 18 to make the cut at the Valspar. So he wasn't that far off. And, you know, I, uh, and his, 
track record here. No reason to go and look and see what he did last week, because we all know. Um, he plays well here. Yeah. Uh, T28 and 19, 8th and 18, T12, 17, T28, 16, T58 and 15. So basically what you get with Pat is I'm making the cut and potentially giving you a top 10. So Yeah, he's been kind of up and down lately, right? So you got miscut at Valspar, 8th, 22nd on the Masters and the Players, miscut API, 9th and 1st at the Farmers and at WGC. So you see kind of some ups and downs or whatnot, but when he's, when he's on, it's like the dude's like in contention to win this thing. Well, you and I watched him play at Quell Hollow mm, like two years ago. Man, that guy was just, he was, he knows, he knows this course. Yeah. I don't know, is Corey Connors cooling off? Is it, I mean, can you call a T21, T4, T8, T14 cooling off? I don't think you can. I think that, I don't know if he's getting tired, man. I don't know if it's kind of wearing on him a little bit and he needs a break. Um, again, he, you know, I, he didn't look bad over the weekend in Florida, but I definitely didn't see the same Corey Connors that we, uh, that we saw the previous three weeks. So I don't know if he's getting tired or not. I'm probably fading Corey Connors as well as Joaquin Neiman here, even though, uh, I mean, I wouldn't say Joaquin's cooling off either. The around but. the greens was when getting Connor. So if you look at Valspar last week, around the green, he lost three shots. Putting, he lost 0.5. Um, but if you look at like approach and off the tee, you know, shots gained total, he's gained almost five tee to green. He gained over five off the tee, 3.2 approach, 4.9. So he's, he's, you know, he's striking the ball really well. It's just been around the green and putting that's kind of been hurting him lately. But, yeah. And yeah. Neiman T8 at Valspar, uh, T40 at the masters. So, uh, he did not play heritage. Uh, I can't say that he may have, no, he didn't play heritage. So, you know, I, I don't know. I wouldn't say. I'll retract my previous comment. I wouldn't say that he's cooling off, but once again, uh, you know, is he going to be able to compete with the, well, obviously he can compete with these guys, but uh, I think there's, uh, I think there are better options, which is uh, probably, definitely going to be heavy chalk on Max Homa. Um, Again, as we mentioned at the top of the show, uh, he is the most recent winner. They did not play this in 2020 due to being can- the, the tournament being canceled due to COVID. Uh, he was the 2019 winner. So, uh, I don't know. Maybe the first uh, back-to-back champion at this golf tournament hadn't been done before. So, we'll see if, uh, if Max Homa can get it pulled off. I think Max Homa is a guy that I'm going to like this week. Twitter, Twitter I- will never survive. It would never survive. It would just working, blow up. Working on that player incentive program for sure. And uh, I don't know. I actually like Homa for the money. I didn't write it down, but I think he's. Uh, I don't. Uh, the, the betting window today was pretty aggressive. I, I may have thrown some money down on Homa for the outright winner. Hmm, nice. I like him here. Obviously, he plays well here, and. Um, um, yeah, he's been playing really, really well. I mean, it's hard, hard to bet against them now. I mean, people that like this course, I mean, Reed, JT, Homa, I mean, it's, it's good. This is a fun tournament. This is a really fun tournament. And I love the $9,000 range this, this week. I love this range. I mean, the reason we're talking about pick. all these guys is because they're all freaking good picks this week. Yeah, and well, and Homa T six in uh, Valspar, he did miss the cut at the Masters. You know, hey, whatever a lot of people did, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, I, I definitely, uh, definitely like where uh, I definitely like Homa coming into this thing. I mean, he's a guy that I think is, uh, I, I think he catches some steam coming into this, and 
and gets it done. Tequila Man's been playing really good golf, too. Look at that, man. Five of the five, fifth Tequila. at the last bar. 18th RBC, 26th Masters, 23rd Val, Val, Valero, 22nd Players, 18th WGC. I mean, it's just really good golf by him. So, uh, And what got him last week? He was fifth, but he he lost uh, you know 1.1 on the approach and a little bit around the green. He was putting his tail off, though. Maybe he gained nine shots putting last week. Holy cow. Yeah, crazy. Uh, Sunjay, I'm taking a pass on Sunjay this week. Uh, I, you know, not, not for any other reason than who knows what you're going to get out of Sunjay. Although, he, I think he's been playing a little better, hasn't he? Let's see. Uh, yeah. yeah. My, spell, my spell check is working overtime on me today. Uh, so T9 at Heritage, shocking, and T12 at the Master. Uh, no, I'm sorry, that is not Sun JM. T29 at Valspar, T13 at the Heritage, mm-hmm. and he missed the cut at the Masters. So, recent form, I mean, I'd say, uh, you know, hey, why not? Sunjay's getting sneaky good to where he's getting close to that recent form, or not the recent form, but the form we saw going into COVID last year, where you're seeing a lot of 29, a lot of top 20s, a lot of top 10s. And uh, he's, he's going to pop here pretty soon with a win. I think I think uh, Sanjay wins in the summer. Uh, good call. Good yeah. call. We'll uh, definitely put a bottle of bourbon on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like this guy this week. Previous winner, 13th at RBC, 12th at the Masters, 3rd at the Players, 43rd at the Genesis. There's no reason to keep going. Uh, except... Except he was eighth at the Amex. I don't know. We got a little uh, Amex and Wells Fargo battle of the financial titans going on here at oh, yeah. uh, in Charlotte. Maybe I, I don't know. Maybe he can. Uh, maybe he can pull it out. Maybe uh, two-time winner of the Wells Fargo Championship is Brian Harmon. Um, <clears throat> I definitely like. Uh, I like to see that win on there. Uh, so last uh, 19, he was T24, 74th and 18. Again, he won in 17 and T35 and 16. So course fits him well. Uh, I like Brian Harmon here. I definitely see him coming into, uh, definitely see him on the birdies and bourbon lineup. Absolutely. Right, let's back up for one second. We're already, uh, I think I did it, but uh, we're already in $8,000. Pick one or two out of the nine that you really, really like. One or two that I really, really like. Uh, I like Javi here. Yeah. And I like Max Homa here. Okay. Th- those are the two that I, those are my two leans. Mm-hmm. Um, if I got to go outside of that, who don't I like? Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't really give you one. Mm-hmm. If I did, I would probably say uh, Connors and Neiman. Okay. Uh, but I, I mean, I'm not saying that they're bad plays here. Uh, Connors around the green, you know, that's, uh, he's lacking a little bit there and uh, short game is, uh, is both he and Joaquin Neiman's, uh, they're, they're both at a detriment. I mean, th- like Corey Connors and Joaquin Neiman on fantasy national, if you look at their, uh, if you look at their stats, I mean, they're pretty much spot on as to, uh, you know, where they're strong and where there's some opportunity for, for improvement. So that's kind of the reason I'm leaning those, uh, fading those two guys in the $9,000 range. Yeah, I got you. Okay. All right, back into the $8,000. Uh, $8,000 range. So, oh, you did. You went to, <laughs> got that tequila yeah, on your mind, do you? Exactly. Uh, so, yeah. So uh, let's see a couple of folks out of here that we like. So Abe answer. Yep. I don't know if the flat stick shows up for Abe. I think he's always got a chance. That's mm-hmm. a big if. Both Keegan and JT said, uh, hey, man, maybe, maybe they can get like a 
group discount uh, on some putting instruction. We need to uh, we need to get them hooked up with Craig Foster. Maybe uh, maybe Dino. Maybe there's some Dino line in their future. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, Jason Day, previous winner. Uh, Brian Harmon, previous winner. A lot, we got a lot of winners in the eight thousand dollar range, and I think there's a lot of talent here. So uh, again, I think Brian Harmon's going to find his uh, place in my lineup. Jason Day. Uh, I mean, Jason Day's been playing decent golf. We haven't seen him since the Masters where he missed the cut. Outside of that, though, you got 35th at the Players, 31st at, AP, 31st at API, 18th at WGC Mexico. Uh, we'll kind of shut it off there, even though uh, – where is he at? No, 7th at the AT&T. That's, you got you to highlight yeah, the top 10. I, there you go. I, I know. I mean, it's <laughs> – so, I mean – I don't know. Jason Day plays well here. I mean, how he could does. you? Uh, yeah. I, mean, I guess you could go in a different direction. I'm I'm probably going to go in a different direction for sure. But uh, T24 and 19, and he won in 18. So, and you know, again, as we mentioned, uh, they've all seen the revamps to the course that was done prior to the PGA Championship. So uh, nobody's going to be coming in uh, with a uh, well, not uh, he's not going to be coming in with a. With a, with a fresh look on this thing. He's seen the course before. Yep. Uh, it's just, can Jason Day get his approach tuned up? Uh, I think that'll be the key there. He is ranked number one in putting at this course, though. Yep. Uh, Keegan Bradley, whew, boy, uh, man, I, I bet he, I bet he had some muscle cramps after all that uh, <laughs> fidgeting he was doing out there over the ball. He, uh, he was, he was really doing some pacing out there. Oh, I know. I, know. Uh, I, I don't know. I, That's I actually a fade thought for me this week, right there. Yeah, I thought he was going to be able to pull that together. Uh, so it was he and Sam Burns coming down to the wire at the end of the week, but uh, or at the end of the day and Sunday, and uh, Keegan could not, could not do what. Sam Burns could fade for me as well. So Stringali, Bubba Watson, uh, maybe. Um, I don't know. I, I'm fading pretty much everybody else in this line. I mean, I like a few of those other ones. I think Lowry potentially could get something going here. I think English could get something going here. But uh, I don't know. Fleetwood, when's the last time we saw Fleetwood? Was that the Masters? Uh, well, it was because he missed the cut at RBC, 46th at the Masters, missed the cut at the Players, 10th at API, 44 at Mexico. Uh, yeah, there you go. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying that Fleetwood can't get it done here. Um, it just, it, yeah, there's there's a lot of red and uh, lots of numbers that, uh, that don't look great for uh, the ball striker that Tommy Fleetwood is. Did you touch on Lowry at all? Uh, I didn't, but I actually kind of like him here. Yeah. I think this course could set up really well for him. He's been playing and, well lately, too. Yeah. Uh, you, you think? Yeah. Uh, ninth, at, ninth at Heritage, 21st at the uh, Masters, 36th at the Honda, 8th at the Players. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't see anything wrong with uh, with Shane Lowry. Yep. Uh, course history, 18, T34, T24, and 27, or and 17, and then missed the cut in 16. But yeah, I think I like Lowry here, too. Yeah. You know, I think my if I'm playing anybody in this category, I like I like Harmon, I like Lowry. If I'm fading people, I'm probably fading Keegan and uh, Fleetwood for sure. Yeah, yeah, I, I like Harmon and Day here. That's kind of my uh, would be my anchors in the eight thousand dollar category, and uh, yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I, I could get on English a little bit here also. So I really love the 9,000. 8,000 is okay. Um, there's like a couple of guys you could pick in there that I feel really good about. But uh, yeah. All right. Let's go on to 7,000. Anybody you like in the 7,000? Come on, man. Uh, give, give me the uh, give me the old timer in the group there. Stuart Sink, baby. Played well here in 2011 and 12. Uh, he's long enough to be able to handle the golf course. I mean, he's got to be. He's been driving be, the ball great. Yeah. He's got to be feeling good about his game. So, uh, coming off a win, though. Uh, I, that's what I'm saying, man. I mean, he's, he's got to be feeling good. Got the kid on the bag. Um, let's see. He won Heritage 12th at the Masters, T19 at Honda. Uh, I don't, I mean, how could you not put, but Hey, but everybody else is probably saying the same thing about Stuart Sink. So does it surprise you that Stuart Sink's $7,900? I mean, if he was priced at $8,600, would you be on, Hey, he's priced kind of high this week. If if he was 10 years younger, he would be in the $9,000 range. I'm just saying like mid eights, like 8,600. If he's priced at 8,600, are you going, eh, it's a little pricey for me. I don't think so. I don't, I don't think so. I think for, for what you're getting out of that guy, uh, for, for the way he's playing, let's see. He didn't play in 19 T 72 in 18 missed the cut in 17 and T 20 and 15. So, uh, but, but if you go back prior to that, so he, he knows the course he's played here enough. Uh, no, I, I think, I don't know how you could, <laughs> could argue anything about Stuart sinks game right now, other than it's damn good. What do you think about Ricky this week? Um, do you get player incentive <laughs> program points for commercials? So it's a good point. How long has Ricky known about the player impact program? I mean, because he's like, I heard, I think it was on Twitter. I think it was one of those guys on Twitter or somebody said that, uh, like he was one of the guys that was like Phil and him as having like the most amount of time on PGA or PGA live this year. So has he gotten like so smart? He's like, okay, if I'm not going to be in the top 10 and get airtime over the weekend, I might as well be like between 50 and 70th. 70th. And I can just get, make sure I'm like in a pair, like a featured group on Saturday and Sunday, and I'll get like four hours of airtime and I'll be in the top 10 for the player impact program. Is he that smart? Where he's like, okay, here's my strategy, guys. <laughs> see, you like, see, you call it by its proper name, the player impact program. Yeah. I like to call it the player incentive program because they're incentivizing Ricky Fowler to do more commercials. It's like, hey, man, let's talk about where your strengths are. It's good to see you show up at the course for the first couple of days, but then let's get you back on TV so we can up those ratings. Yep. We got to bump up those numbers. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Uh, I don't know, man. I mean, so, but to be honest, uh, I mean, let's look at tournament history here, which is, you know, I mean, it's like, so when you look at quail hollow number one and number two, let me make sure I'm, I'm not lying about this. Not, and by the way, we're not professionals and not at all. In the top five, you've got Rory McElroy, Phil Mickelson, Jason Day, and Ricky Fowler. That's, that's the top four in total strokes gained. And it's in the top six of DraftKings points. 
So I don't know. Call me crazy. I may, uh, I, I may have like the, um, what do you, uh, what's, uh, what was the movie with Sylvester Stallone? And, uh, he had all the, uh, all the guys from the, it was Sly. The Expendables. And Dolph the Expendables. <laughs> I, my, my draft Kings lineup this week may look like the Expendables, <laughs> but they're safe. But, but I mean, on paper, it says they should still get the job done. There you go. All right. I, yeah. Hey, I mean, I'm just looking at the numbers, man. And the numbers say it's there, uh, especially at that price. I mean, Ricky Fowler at 7,800. Whoa, wait a minute. You see, you've done it again. We were in the, oh, we, I guess we left the 8,000. We left 8,000. Yeah, we left 8,000. Yeah. I tell you, this Dan guy. You got to watch gotta, him. He keeps you on task. You got to watch we, him. We, we, we got to get this, uh, we got to get this intern to, uh, to pull some better numbers for us. I don't know what's happening here. Yeah, exactly. Uh, let's see. Uh, I don't, I mean, maybe if he's going to get it done, wouldn't this be the course that he gets it done at? I mean, I, I feel the same way about Rory as I do Ricky. It's like, it, what other course are you going to put them on that they're going to turn things around and write the ship? Yeah. There you go. Hey, he knows it. He likes it. He's playing, you know, uh, and when I say that, I mean, like he didn't play last week at Valspar. So he hates those snakes. He hasn't played much. Has he? It's like, Spring break, spring. Let, we'll, ch we'll chalk it up to spring break. So hold on. So in the seven thousand dollar range, so we talked about Sink Fowler, Lucas Glover like coming him. off of uh, coming into the weekend. Man, I'm like, ooh, we're gonna see something out of out of Luke in this one. And definitely uh, playing he, him he, this week. Yep. Yeah, he fizzled out a little bit, but I, I like him to make the weekend there. Mm -hmm. uh, Joel Damon, another guy that plays really well mm -hmm. at uh, at this course. Where's his uh, results? Uh, the second, 16th and cut. Yeah. So yeah. Second last year, T 16 and 18. So that's really good. And 17. Yeah. So yeah, that's good. Yeah. Uh, and recent form for Joel Damon. He just won, didn't he? No, no, that wasn't uh, him. That wasn't him. That was, um, what's his name? Yeah. Uh, hold on here. Hold on. He did. Yeah, he, he, did. Won he, did. The, he won Corrales yeah. Punta Cana. Oh, yeah. So 74th at Valero, one Punta Cana. Uh, you got to, we won't talk about all those missed cuts, but again, coming off of the win right behind Stuart Sink. So I was, hey, thinking, I was thinking hubs there for a second. I was like, I was getting those too confused. <laughs> Ooh, not, not in a gonna, bad way. I was just yeah, no. going to hate to hear that. <laughs> uh, let's see. Taylor Gooch. I think I played him last weekend. That was, uh, I think that was a little disappointing for me. Gooch, um, I like Gooch here too. Yeah. yeah, he missed the cut last week. 46th Honda, fifth players, 43 at API, 12th at the Genesis. That's kind of getting back in. Yeah, uh, I, probably not a bad play, but uh, I'm probably going to go I in a different call direction. Call out one real quick. So, I mean, to, a little bit of a Schneidy kind of thing here. 7,400 bucks for Matt Jones. I mean, that guy's been playing really good golf. Well, I'll take you to task on that. 26 at the Masters, one at the Honda. Won the Honda. 55th yeah. at the Players, and like, what, like how much? How much? He doesn't get any bump at all? <laughs> well, I mean, that's good for your lineup. Yeah, no, I know. I, I, I'm, I'm going to play him. I'm playing Matt Jones. I'm, psh, guy's been playing really good golf, man. Uh, let's see. How does Matt Jones play this tournament? <clears throat> Get my trigger finger tuned up. Matt Jones, 2019 T38, didn't play in 18, T66 and 17, missed a cut in 16, T28 and 15. Yeah, I mean, for that price, I mean, how could you, uh, yeah, I can't, I wouldn't say that's a that's a bad, uh, I won't argue with that op alternative. Yeah, I like him here. Yeah. 
Uh, got a couple of, uh, well, you got a, got a local guy, kind of local ish HV three, mm-hmm. uh, Gary Woodland. Oh, uh, he, he had a watch out for Woodland. Week. Holy cow. Roughly. What? Yeah, last roughly. week. It's been a rough year for Woodland. Man, I didn't want to go that far in case he's coming on the show. Mm. But, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's been a bit of a challenge. How's Woodland playing here? So we withdrew in 19, missed the cut in 18, 16 and 15 you got a t24 and a t4 so uh you know there you go mixed bag um francesco molinari i kind of like him here so he didn't play in yeah he didn't play in 19 t16 t24 and t17 that's back to 2016 so i kind of like where he's at i mean i would say that uh that the sauce man coming into this thing you know uh, he, I'd kind of put him in the, uh, in the Rory McElroy category, but, um, uh, let's see. He's got three top 10 finishes in his first four events. Uh, did miss a cut at the API and the players and 52nd at the masters. So, um, but the course history here is pretty strong and, um, yeah, I actually like him coming into this thing, man. Okay. Uh, let's see where we're going next. Anybody, anybody in the low sevens or sixes you like? Uh, I mean, Schwartzel, he's got something kind of coming back as of late. So I uh, don't know if he's still on his medical exemption or not. I think he is, but uh, you know, there's something in it for Schwartzel to, to, to play Aaron well. Wise likes this place. Aaron Wise loves this place. Uh, so that that's another one. How can you overlook him at that price point? Yeah. Uh, T18, T2, that's in 19 and 18. So Kyle Stanley I, I, likes this place, too. Everybody else is probably going to be on the same boat that uh, that we're discussing right now for $7,100. How can you not anchor from an Aaron Wise perspective? Or Kyle Ryan, Stanley. Yeah, right, yeah, and Kyle Stanley. Uh, who else? Adam Hadwin, T38, T16. He missed 17, but T61 and 16. Uh, probably not horrible. And uh, so T18, sorry, back on Swarzel for a second. He was T9. Um, so, yeah, good uh, good showing there. Jonathan Vegas. Yeah. I think Jonathan Vegas has been playing pretty good. He's been making cuts. Yeah, 48th uh, at the Valspar. Missed the cut at Valero. 18th, Coralis Puticana. 30th at the Honda. 61st player. Second at Puerto Rico. Yeah, he's been playing pretty good golf, man. Yeah. I guess the only thing that, that would scare me about Vegas, um, you know, I, I think I like him at the price point. It's just the missed cuts that he's at. You know, the kind of the, I'd say the stronger fields where he's coming, to, you know, placing kind of hot. Uh, I don't want to call them weak fields, but not as strong a fields, uh, you know, where he's kind of showing up at. So that, that may be my only takeaway there. Pat Perez. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't. I, I'm torn. Uh, T8 and 19, T2 and 17, and T20 and 15. So since 2015, in his last three showings here, he's been T20 or better. I don't know how you get away from that at seven thousand dollars. To be honest with you, I mean that's that's almost like you just just start it there and and let it ride, right? And then and then figure out your lineup. I mean that that's a hell of a value from a course history standpoint. Right, hold on a second. So out of the seven thousand dollar range, because we're getting ready to go into sixes, if you were to pick and like I, one or two. I, well, no, I didn't mention Keith Mitchell either. Oh, okay. And, you know, Keith was one of those guys that's kind of going into the the match, uh, not the match play, but the um, 
the Valero, I guess. Right. And, it, you know, he kind of turned it on there, but you got a T eight and a T 34 and 19 and 18 out of Keith Mitchell. So I don't know, maybe there's something there with Keith at, at $7,000 in the $7,000 range, which is <laughs> a lot of people, a lot of people. Uh, I like Joel Damon for sure. Yeah, I do too. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I like the sauce man. Mm, you like sauce man. Okay. Uh, I like Schwartzel and I like um I like Pat. Yeah. Oh, I bet you do. <laughs> How much did he pay you to say that? Well, I'm I'm just gonna go, it's like Keegan couldn't get it done last week, so he's tagging. He's tagging Pat. All right, you get the top. You get the top two this week with the with the Jordans. So we're doing a Jordan tag team and we're going to, to Pat this week. Yep. That's what's going on. It be. Uh, all right. So in the six thousand dollar range. Uh, almost as big as the $7,000 range. Tell you, man, I missed the cut last week. Um, but course history, he missed the cut in 2019, T5 oh, and 18, T18 and 17. Where are they at? T4 and 16, T4 in 2015. This is his seventh. Oh, no. I've lost <laughs> I've lost my. I've lost my. Oh. Cal needs his shades. He needs his shades. But they're never too far away. <laughs> uh, I mean, so listen, he's teed, he's teed it up here. He's teed it up 17 of 18 times. Uh, he knows the course, knows it well. He's still hitting it good. The rough isn't going to be as penal as what it was in, um, in Florida. I don't, it, I mean, it's, it's just another, Hey, I, I, the, expendables, the expendables, the expendables. <laughs> I mean, how, how can it Phil Mickelson at $6,900? I don't think that's a bad play here for a DraftKings lineup. I honestly don't. I think it's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you there. Uh, yep. where's Phil at in strokes game? He number two, he, his worst, his worst ranking, uh, fantasy national, Quail Hollow, his worst category is his approach shot at 24. Okay. He's ranked second in strokes gain total, third in putting, second in DraftKings points. At $6,900, if he gives you half of that, half of that, you got something. There you go. There you go. I, yeah, I just, I don't know how you can, uh, yeah. Hey, the expendable. I wish you could name, maybe that ought to be a thing in DraftKings. You ought to be able to name your, uh, name your team mm -hmm. and uh, the best team name gets something. All right. So enough about shades. Uh, let's see who else. Camille, Camille Vijegas is playing pretty good. Uh, Von Taylor. Uh, well, tell us about him. Well, last week he was sixth at the Valspar, missed the cut at RBC, 42nd, 44th at the Valero. But if you look at the course history here, T13 and 19, T42 and 18, T12 and 17, and T35 and 16. So he's made the cut every time he's played here, 6,800 bucks coming off of a T, T6 last week. Pretty dang strong. Uh, that is pretty strong. Uh, what I will tell you is uh, James Hahn, <laughs> who – don't don't laugh at me. Uh, he didn't play here in – well, you can laugh at me. If you want. Yeah, go ahead and laugh. It's fine. <laughs> but he missed a cut. In, uh, he didn't play in 2019. Missed a cut in 18. T59 in 17. Won in 2016. 73rd in 2015. So, I don't know. Was that, uh, was that an anomaly? Eh, maybe. But – 
Uh, let's look at recent form on Mr. Han. See, see what he's looking like. I, I mean, shit, man. For uh, where'd you where'd you go, James Han? He's so elusive. He was uh, sixty-eight hundred bucks. You're going like James Han. Is he is he still play? <laughs> um, of course, he's still playing. And uh, let's see, recent forms. He missed the cut at the Valspar. Forty-first at the Players. Fifteenth at the Genesis. I don't know. Maybe there's something going on there to be scared of. I'm probably not going that route. But uh, I mean, previous winner. He did. He did something right uh, that week. Mm-hmm. In uh, in 2016. Uh, let's see who else do we like here yeah you mentioned von taylor that's probably a strong play sabatini once again t18 mm-hmm. t27 and 19 and 18 um jason dufter t4 in 2019 t42 and 18 uh just talking about course history that's kind of what i see here as far as anything below that range i don't see anybody else. um red uh hold on where's redmond at let's take a look at yeah Doc. it hit me uh, 2019 t18 yeah. yeah he knows the course he, he's a local kid yeah uh, adam shank t13 i like shank like here i do yep mm-hmm Scott Stallings, whew, boy, he is a cut missing machine right at this course. I can tell Shink you. Shink was 18th last week at the Valspar, and then yeah, 25th at so, the RBC. So he's been got good form going on. Yep, yep. Yeah, maybe not a bad, uh, bad play there. All right. Uh, all right, so who do I like out of the six thousand dollar range? I know you're going to get there. Uh, I'm telling you, man. I think I think Phil can make shades. The, you like uh, all shades? I, all I need Lefty to do is make the cut all i need him to do just don't do anything too crazy make the cut and who else do i like here uh your, your pick you mentioned it i have von taylor great course history here i like him sabatini i think that would be a tough one to argue with uh chez Reeve, t18 and 19 t40 t42 and 17 and yeah probably uh yeah and I'm, I'm not going anywhere with duffner yeah that, that's my that's kind of where i sit how about you? Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. There. You, you covered them all. Take it, taking lefty, are you? <laughs> no, no. Uh, so yeah, so it should be a great week. Uh, hey, Quell Hollow. It's it's a big course. It's going to play long. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Got a lot of folks that we haven't seen since the Masters that are going to be making a comeback. And um, I don't know. Oh, one and done. One and done. You have a seven hundred fourteen thousand dollar lead in one and done right now. Um, Ooh, you, so what you're saying is you could take the lead. Yeah, I, mean, I guess I could take the lead. <laughs> uh, let's see. No, All right, well, I, I, yeah. I'm, I'm ready. You, you want me to go first? Uh, yeah, go ahead. I'm taking Brian Harmon, man. Uh, two, two-time winner after this weekend at the Wells Fargo Championship, Brian Harmon. I'm going Max Homa, Twitter boy, and he's been playing great golf right now. It's got a strike while he's hot. Twitter will not survive if he wins this weekend, but uh, I want to see it. And I'm, I'm wrong. You actually have, a, I think you have a $2.2 million lead. I was looking at different, That's more like different it. Column, yeah. Different column. Different column. Appreciate, yep. appreciate that. Yep, yep, yep. I'm honest. Appreciate it. I'm honest. Hmm. I'll uh, be the judge of that. But when Max wins this week, it's probably going to get down to a million. So, you know. Uh, I max home. Well, let me tell you. So both, both of our one and dones will be in my lineup this week. And, uh, well, so I guess what we're saying is either way, 
when they when the last ball drops for the Wells Fargo Championship, there will be another two-time winner. Ooh, nice, nice. Just saying, just saying. Uh, it's going to be a fun week, man. Uh, it's going to be a really fun week. Uh, this is a big tournament here, and we're gearing up for some big golf coming out. So um, definitely looking, looking for some fun stuff for sure. So, Speaking of fun stuff, this Sagamore barrel pick, boy, whew, oof, is fun. Yummy. Uh, Lee, yours is on the way, bud. Sorry about the uh, the shipping mishap, but uh, your bottles are on the way, my friend, and uh, you will not be disappointed. So this week we got coming up, Cal, I think we got Golf Logic sometime, or probably on Wednesday or Thursday when we're releasing that one. That was a fun show. It is going to be a fun show talking about uh, green reading. Well, we didn't really talk about reading. We talked a little about reading mm-hmm. greens. But oh, we yeah. talked more about the uh, the assistance that uh, that their greens books provide. So, and, and we talked a little about their app mm-hmm. that you can uh, that you can download. So that's uh, it's going to be a great show. Yeah, fun stuff, man. Fun stuff. And if you have, if you guys have not checked it out, make sure you go back and listen to the Hudson Swafford interview we released on Thursday last week. That was fun. Thursday of lab was a ton of fun. Looking yeah. forward to uh, looking forward to getting Hudson back on and doing a sampling of all nations bourbon. That yeah. should be uh, should be a blast. I think they recently won a couple of awards at the San Francisco yeah. uh, Spirits Challenge mm-hmm. and. Um, yeah, good stuff, man. So, uh, hey, if you're not following us, uh, check us out on Instagram at birdies underscore bourbon. Same on Twitter. Catch us on YouTube at birdies and bourbon. We'd appreciate a like and a follow. Leave a comment, uh, positive or negative. I don't know. It might be fun to get some negative comments. Uh, Dan, it doesn't have to be negative towards me. I mean, you can direct everything towards Dan if you want to. He's uh, He's got thicker skin than I do. But Absolutely. Uh, I, I, I'll take it and be emotional about it. So maybe that might be a good time for you. Uh, any tasting notes? So we, uh, we, we're working, I'm working on uh, some new tastings. So if anybody's thinking about a, a new spirit that they want to give a try to, uh, that would be uh, a good suggestion if you'd like to make it. Happy to uh, do some reviews, reviews and post those up. I think we got some uh, rangefinder reviews coming up. And um, yeah, I don't know. We got a lot of stuff, uh, a lot of good stuff coming. So uh, thanks. Uh, thanks for joining the show, everybody. We appreciate it. And cheers. Cheers. Cheers.